but they'd never come across this before. And because they're, they're pious living entities as the dutas of Yamaraj, servants of Yamaraj, his messengers, they went back to Yamaraj for verification, for clarification on what's going on here. This Ajahnila was certainly a candidate for Yamaloka, was certainly a candidate for punishment, but he slipped through the nose. He's been released, so it's a baffling situation for them. But they've let the Vishnagurus take the soul of Ajahnila because they were so convincing and so effulgent and so um, humble in their presentation that, and, and they were so convinced in their understanding of the potency and the power of the Holy Name. And that is the whole um, message that we hear from these chapters the beginning of the sixth canto of Shiva Bhagavatam is the potency of the Mahamantra, or the potency of the mantra, Lord Narayan's name, on the Narayan and how powerful that is, is is explained and glorified and demonstrated and presented in all the teachings of the Vaishnava Charis. Srila Prabhupada founded the Hare Krishna movement on the basis of the potency of the holy name. He liked that we were referred to as the Hare Krishnas, or the Haris, or the Krishnas, whatever, whatever way we were referred to. He liked that because people were chanting the name of God, particularly chanting the primary name of God, Krishna. That name has the, the maximum potency of all the names Krishna All these names are primary names of, of God. And they have supreme potency, supreme power to, to give, not just liberation, but they have the power to give prema bhakti, to give love of God to go back to the spiritual world, to go back to the Lord of and engage in our eternal relationship with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So I thought today we'll, we'll do a little bit of mining in the, in the, the deep ocean of the negative devotion in the Prabhupada's teachings, and in the prayers and the poems of the Vaishnava Charities, Shri Bhaktivinoda Thakur and Bhagavad Thakur. And also, and consider some of the pastimes in terms of the potency of the chanting of the Holy Name of the Lord. And also to consider some of the personal experiences that we might have had here as a you know, today, workshop a little bit on the power of the Holy Name and um, share some of the acts of serendipity. The word serendipity in, in English language means those activities that happen, that happen, they're seemingly, they're by chance. They happen by chance and they're for a good purpose. They get a good result. Serendipity. So some, we have a lot of those experiences, we call them Krishna's mercy, Krishna's hand. The devotees become trained in serendipity. They become trained in seeing Krishna's hand and not seeing things as chance, 
or some fluke of material nature, but by seeing things as the arrangement of the Supreme Lord, we become trained in that acts of serenity. So let's finish up that with some sharing of that, um, those different experiences that we've all had in chanting of the Holy Name of the Lord and engaging in devotional service. So I thought I would begin with, um, I was supposed to be in class last Monday and the purport of, the, I couldn't come in for that class, but the purport, in the purport, Srila Prabhupada had referred to, um, he referenced previous Acharya's comments, Vishwanath about the potency of the Holy Name, the potency of Krishna Consciousness. How powerful it is, it's as powerful as Lord Balaram. That's how powerful. And how powerful is Balaram? Balaram, he was sent to Hastinapur because Krishna's son, Samba, had fallen in love. Now everybody's listening to the love story. He's fallen in love with the daughter of Yorodana, Krishna's son. So then there the plot thickens. Yorodana is not on the, you know, they're sparring the crew, the Kauravas and the Pandavas are not in good terms. So what is going on here? Then Samba takes away Lakshmana, that's the daughter's name. Samba takes Lakshmana away by force in her Swayambara. She has a Swayambara ceremony arranged by her father, Diodana, and all the Kauravas in her Skinapura, and she's going to select the prince who is the best prince in the whole of Hastinapur, in the whole of Bharatvaj. They're coming there to, to be assessed by Lakshmana, the daughter of the And somehow, somehow other he knew about her, because they were related, he knew about her, and he thought he would take her as his wife. So he went there and he took her by force. This is a, a particular type of marriage that, 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 that can be that the Kshatris particularly would partake in. Anyway, he went there and he took her by force, and that didn't that disturbed the Yodana and disturbed the Gauravas greatly. So they came up with this plan to stop Samba. Six of the, 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 the strongest, power, most powerful Maharatis. A Maharati is someone who can defeat hundreds and thousands and thousands of soldiers on the battlefield, one Maharati. So there were six of them, headed by Karna, who is equal to Arjuna. So these big, big soldiers, and directed by Bhishma Dev himself. Karna, Bhishma, Jagiketu, and these very, very powerful soldiers of the Kaurava army, they went to, to capture Samba. And Samba stood his ground, and he exchanged his, um, his arrows with, the, with these six powerful armies of the Gauravas, one person. One person and his to-be wife on a chariot and he's fighting with these six powerful armies, Maharatis, Bokshahinis of powerful soldiers, elephants and infantry. And he, he stood his ground and he fought very valiantly, very courageously, Shigurusu, and he was 
that they acknowledge that. You know, Vishnu Dave and and Karna, they said, Well, you've you've been fighting very well. You're a strong, you're a powerful Kshatriya. But we're gonna take you in now. So they took he he killed he killed their horses, his his the horses and their charioteers and he disabled the chariots and he, he fought very, very, very gallantly with power and expertise. But he, how could he one person, the son of Krishna, how could one person defeat these six great warriors? So they captured him and they took him into, into custody. They put him in jail in Hastinapur. And news got back to Krishna and Dwarka and Krishna's family in Yorker that Samba has been arrested by Yorker, by Karna and the Kauravas because he was trying to marry Lakshman. So they got very angry. The Pandavas became very angry and disturbed in Krishna and they wanted to go immediately and, and fight with the Kauravas in Hastinapur. But Balaram said, no, let's go there and, and go for a peaceful settlement. So Balaram went there with Uddhava and, and an army, they went there naturally, staying outside of the city of Hastinapur and sent Uddhava in. And Uddhava told the, the, the Kauravas that we've arrived and uh, Balaram's at the, at the gate of Hastinapur and he has a message from the Vishnu dynasty. He's not very happy with what happened. He wants somebody to be released, but please come and see him. So they were happy that Balaram was there. They really had, they liked, they had a very strong relationship with Balaram. So they went out to meet Balaram and they offered him respect, they offered him the chakra, they offered him sweet words and they invited him into the city. But Balaram had told them that this is not right, what you did. Six soldiers against one, but not just soldiers, but Maharatis. Six of these most powerful Korova soldiers against one soldier were very much um, insulted by this and, and we want you to release Sampa immediately and to release Sampa and his to be wife, Lakshmana, who he came to, to get. And who he took from the Swambara ceremony. Then there was an exchange of Huck. Just see the, the Rishis now. That they're, they're so puffed up, these Rishis, we gave them a little bit of respect, a little bit of land and a bit of recognition and now they think that they're the king, they think that they're the big emperors of the world. But they don't they don't deserve to get this. But we gave them the, the only reason why they ever got a chamra, we turned away, we didn't look, but they got the chamra and they got the different items of respect of the great king because of their connection with the Koravas. Because of that because of us, they're great. So that infuriated Balaram to hear Krishna and the Rishna dynasty to be put down like that in terms in relationship to the Kauravas. And then he offers a string of verses in that chapter, the 10th canto, to, to establish the position of Krishna, the rightful position of Krishna and the Rishnas, and how the Kauravas only got their power because of Krishna, not the other way around. And they could see Balaram was getting very, very angry. His angst was becoming more and more intense. And he called for his plow. And when Balaram calls for his plow, he means, he means business. So he got his plow and said the plow expanded, extended to a huge proportion. And he dug his plow into, into the 
Hastinapur, came into the river, into the Ganga, on the bank of Hastinapur. And he summoned Ganga Devi to, when he would lift the city, that she should flood the city. She should go into the city and flood the city. And that's what she did. So he started to drag the city of Hastinapur into the Ganga, and Ganga started coming into the city. So Bharat was coming one way, she was coming the other way, and there was naturally a, a, a tsunami and a big earthquake happening, rumbling in Hastinapur. So they came to, the, to, to, to their senses, the Kauravas. And who did they come out with? They came out with Sampa, and they came out with Lakshmana. And they offered Sampa and Lakshmana to Balaram, along with a dowry, a huge dowry, you know, 1,200, um, it said 1,200 elephants that were 60 years and older, 1,260-year-old elephants, which 60-year-old elephants must be very auspicious. And um, not 1,200, but one, 120,000 120, horses, powerful horses. And 1,000 golden chariots. This was, the, this was given to as, as a dowry for Lakshmana. 1,000 golden chariots. And, and 1,000 um, uh, maid servants with golden lockets. So they came out with, with Lakshmana and Samba and her dowry. And Balaram went back to Dwarka successfully. And they all lived happily ever after. For some time, and then the story continues. So that was that's how powerful the holy name is. Vishnu Chakravarti says, Lord Balaram can can drag a city into the Ganga and and force Ganga to inundate the city and shake up the city of the Kauravas. The holy name is that powerful. powerful. That's what that, that's why Prabhupada referred to that verse. Referred to that as pastime in that report, in the three or four verses previous to this today. So we're, we're going to look at the, the power of potency of the Holy Name from the previous Acharyas. Particularly, let's start looking at some of the, the poetry of the Acharyas, Bhaktivinoda particularly, he, he composed many songs and poems in glorification of the Holy Name. One of the famous ones and most um, beloved songs of the Gaudiya Vaishnavas that sung in the morning time in Mayapur. You can hear this Udalo Aruna, Kirabhavaji. Vrijamani Gola Amanima. That Lord Chaitanya is Bhaktino Thakur, he's glorifying Lord Chaitanya's mission, the Sankirtan mission. That he's come out in the morning glory. The sun is just arising on the horizon, on the eastern horizon. And he's come up with his um, jajas, his kaptals, and the madangas, and they're all playing in time and chanting the holy name of Mukunda Madhava Yadava Hari, and reminding the sleeping souls who have been uselessly sleeping all night and decorating their bodies during the day that they have forgotten to worship the darling of Madhya Yashoda, Yashoda Sutta. That come up, wake up and, and do your business, the real business of life, which is to chant the holy name of the Lord, because the holy name of the Lord will, will lead you from 
all suffering and misery. And he finishes that first part of the song. It's a two-part song. The second part is the famous Jeev Jagra. He finishes the first part of the song with the Krishna Nam Sudha Kodiyopan. That this holy name is pure. Krishna Nam Sudha Kodiyopan. Drink the pure nectar of the holy name. His name. Take this name and this name is nothing like this name. Judaya Bhaktivino Prami. It's the life and soul of Bhaktivino Thakur. It says, Nahi Bina Kichu Nahi Ko Aru. Chola Bhubana Maki. That in the 14 worlds, there's nothing as powerful as the Holy Name. Nothing as pure as the Holy Name. Krishna Namasuddha. Kodiyakam. Drink this pure name with the Holy Name. And in the Jivjago verse, he's, you know, wake up, wake up, Jivjago, Jivjago, to the sport, to the sleeping souls. Wake up and chant the holy name of the Lord, Gorachandra Bode. And you'll be happy if you do this. He says, there's nobody but him. He's a friend of everybody. You don't have any real friends except for the holy name. I'm your friend. The friend has come to wake you up from your ignorance. And in the fourth verse, I think he says, that this holy name is the medicine. Oshati. So please take this Harinama Mahamantra. Take this Harinama Mahamantra and be, and be free from the disease of the illusion of the material world. That is the contamination. That is what we need to be um, really vaccinated against. We need the vaccination of the Holy Name. That is the supreme vaccination. Take this Oshaki. We're all going for the Astro or for the Spizer, but the real, at the real Oshadi is the Holy Name of the Lord that will protect us, protect us from birth, death, disease, and old age. Not just temporary, but eternal, eternal life. So Bhakti Nautakur is praying in all humility that take his pure Holy Name, drink the nectar of the Holy Name. And then we have um, Lochandas Thakur, who sings the glories of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Lord Nityananda. Paramakarana, Prabhu Duijana, Nitai Prabhupada That these two lords, they're the Sada Avatara, Sada Siddhamuni, Kevala Ananda, Kanda. That Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Lord Nityananda are simply, they're providing, they're presenting us with. A Kevala Ananda Kanda with bliss, a blissful process for becoming Krishna conscious, for reviving our Krishna consciousness through the holy name of the Lord, for dancing and chanting, through both combination and then feasting. That is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's process, that's it, and Lord Vidyananda's program is simply to chant and dance. And then he finishes up. From the, he, at the third verse, I think he says that Pashami, he says that the Pashun Paki Juli, that the animals and the Paki, the birds, 
filled up. So what Chaitanya is liberating the land of Navadvip and Puri Orissa and, and South India. So that anybody who saw Chaitanya Mahaprabhu became liberated of Krishna Prema just by seeing him on his tour of South India. Or to speak of touching him or hearing him or engaging with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And that is the power of Lord Chaitanya, the power of the devotees, the Lava Mantra, Sava Siddhi Lava Mantra, Sava Siddhi That one becomes, just by a, a moment's association with the Vaishnava, one can achieve all perfection, just by a flickering moment's association. And we see that in the, the Srimad Bhagavatam, many times of this connection. Prabhupada says, Let's start with the Bhagavad Gita. In the Bhagavad Gita, chapter 12, in the verse number 8, Maya Vishnu, 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 Maya is used. In, the, in the Bhagavad Gita, you'll find many pronouns. Aham, Maya, Mani, referring to who? Referring to Krishna is a person. Personal pronoun, I say in English. A personal pronoun. Sarvam. This name refers to Krishna. This pronoun. Maya, in me. So put your mind in me. Put your intelligence in me. Buddhima. Place that in, into me. Those who do that, who have put their mind and their intelligence in me, they will live in me. Vivishishasi Mayeva. Without a doubt, Adhuranda Samsaya. They'll live in me always. If you place your mind and your intelligence in me. Now in this purport, that's the top rung of the bhakti ladder. To be to have your mind and your intelligence on Krishna. That's the top rung. And Krishna says, if you can't do that, then there's another, there's Alternatives, different things that we can do. We can study, we can cultivate knowledge, we can give charity, we can do so many other things. Krishna is not, Krishna's make is very inclusive, he makes it available for everybody, his Bhakti program. But the top one is that Maya Ramana Arastha, do the mind in Krishna, put the mind in Krishna's feet. In the purport, Shri Prabhupada, he, he makes this famous statement, which he refers to on a number of occasions. In, other, in one or two other purports and in lectures and in conversations. And he says there that the potency of, of associating with Krishna, making Krishna in the mind, let me read it, it's so, um, so concise and poetic and perfect that I'll read what Prabhupada says so I don't miss any of the subtleties or the, or the nuances of what Prabhupada's trying to present here. In the um, verse. Here it is. 
This is Prabhupada's report to that verse. One who is engaged in Lord Krishna's devotional service lives in a direct relationship with the Supreme Lord. So there is no doubt. There is no doubt that his position is transcendental from the very beginning. A devotee does not live on the material plane. He lives in Krishna, in Krishna, Mai. The holy name of the Lord and the Lord are not different. Therefore, when a devotee chants Hare Krishna, Krishna and his internal potency are dancing on the tongue of the devotee. When he offers food, when he offers Krishna food, Krishna directly accepts these edibles and the devotee becomes Krishna-ized by eating the remnants. One who does not engage in such service cannot understand how this is so. Right? They can't understand. Like the residents of the Koros couldn't understand how powerful Balaram is until he pulled the city into it. It said because of their Mutana na Kuburima, their bad intelligence and their ignorance, they couldn't understand. That, that the power of Ramadana Kiladara, that's what they, they came out and said to, to Lord Balaram, Ramadana Kiladara, that you're the source, you're the fountain of all strength, of all power. Now we know that we didn't know that before. We didn't understand that, your power. Now we can see that. This is the power of the Holy Name. Prophet says, one who does not engage in service cannot understand how this is so. Although this is the process recommended in the Bhagavad Gita and in other Vedic literatures. So the holy name dance on the tongue of the devotee when we chant the holy name. We might not all experience that, but that's an aspiration that we'll have the holy name dancing on the tongue when we chant. And there are certain things that we need to do to make adjustments that we need to, to put in place in order for the Holy Name to be dancing on our tongue, the, con- the consciousness of the devotee and the-, the way we do our chanting, when we do our chanting, how we do our chanting, why we do our chanting, then when we get all those things in line, Krishna's dancing is dancing on the tongue. When we engage in devotional service, we it's taking shelter of Krishna. That's the Krishna Ashraya, Daivi Shakti. When we come into the shelter of the Daivi Prakriti, then we touch Krishna. Krishna The Pujari has the opportunity or the, the fortune to touch Krishna. Prabhupada said the Pujari can put their head on the feet of Krishna. Every day they put their head there on the feet of Radha Bhagavad and Gurnita. And through that touch they become enlivened, spiritually enlivened. Just like a Dhruva Maharaj was touched on the head, on the forehead, or in the kapola, on the cheek, by the, by the Lord, Lord Narayan, with his conch, and he became inspired, he became empowered to recite beautiful verses of glorification of the Lord. Pallad Maharaj got the Karasvasha on his silashi, on his head, and he became free from all 
doubts or any of his previous sinful activities, he says, the last of his previous sins, by the Kaspashal Lord Shinade, put his hand on the head. There's a beautiful painting of that of Lord Shinade putting his hand on the head of Pulavaraj. And we have the the serpent, we did have a serpent, who got the Paraspasha of Krishna. Savai Bhagavata Srimat Paraspasha Atashuda. All of his sinful reactions were relieved. Atashuda. They are gone. They are killed. They are finished. By the Paraspasha of Krishna. By Lord Krishna's foot on his on his head, on his, on his body. Then he gave up his Sarvabhapuhitva. He gave up his body of a snake. And he took this Rupam Vidyatarachitam, took the, the form of the Vidyatara, the great um, demigod. He got his demigod form back because of a curse. So this when this touch of the Lord is very powerful process of transforming devotees and teaching devotees how to rise to higher platform. That is from the in the, the intimate touch, the intimate touch of Sudama Vipra. When Sudama went to Dwarka, he he went to Dwarka and Krishna. They had their first, they had this exchange and this memory, shared memories of their days in Gurukul together. This is the first Gurukul reunion, Kuli Kuli Mela, Krishna and and, and Sudama in Dwarka. They had their first Kuli Mela, and after that he was walking home and was thinking, he was recollecting what Krishna did. He offered me this worship, he made my feet, he offered so many lamps and so many, so much incense, and gave me such beautiful food, sweets, that I just, you know, he gave all the birthing from the Maha, all the Ladu, everything he gave. I got everything. How did he do that? And not only that, he, he says, Sudama is thinking to himself, this is what he says in, like, on his way back, he says, Kvaham, who am I? He says, Papiyam, Dalitra, I'm a poor man and I'm Papiyam, I'm poor and sinful. Kvaham, Kva Krishna, who's Krishna? Shunigetana, he is the Lord of the Goddess of Fortune, Lakshmi Who am I? I've got nothing. I'm a sinful person. But, I am a Brahma Bandhu with this Maha, just a friend of a poor Brahmana's friend. I'm nothing. That's how he's thinking, Sudam. But what happened is Babu Gyan Parirambita, Krishna embraced him with two arms. Babu Gyan, not with one arm, but two. Jewel case. Two arms around him, he embraced him when he saw him. That, through that intimate connection, Sudama Vipra's life was transformed by, his, by the touch of Krishna. And we have the opportunity to get to receive that touch of Krishna every day when we put our hand in the big bag. Every day when we start to chant the holy name of the Lord, every day we place ourselves in, in the service of the Lord, we are connecting with that spiritual energy. And that spiritual energy has the power to free us from our sinful activities, past papa, and to create and to enable us to to create such an auspicious 
life for ourselves and for others. And when we get dismounted and we want to share, that's the, that's the Yuga Dharma. Kali Kali Yuga Dharma. Namila Paksha. In Chaitanya Chaitanya says that the, the Kali Yuga, the Yuga Dharma is to preach the glories of the man, the holy man of the Lord. To tell everybody that you meet, did you know about Krishna? Do you know how powerful the name of Krishna is? It's as powerful as old Balaram. You don't know who Balaram is? Tell about Balaram. It's powerful. The holy man is, is pure. Drink the holy name of, the whole, of this pure holy name. There's nothing like the holy name of the 14 worlds. Do you know there's 14 worlds? Or Deko Ebo Tribhubanina. In the three worlds? Do you really know there's three worlds? It's the most powerful commodity that we have to become free. And we've all experienced that. And I wanted to finish today's class with some, a little bit of workshopping on the holy name. Um, we've heard it from the Acharyas, we've heard it from the Srimad Bhagavatam, from the Chaitanya Charitamrita, that this is the Kali Kali Nama Rupa Krishna Avatar, that Lord Chaitanya is, the holy name is the Avatar for Kali Yuga. Kali Yuga. The Avatar is the name, the holy name of the Lord. He comes in this form of the holy name, he comes in the Bhagavatam, in the book, in the devotee. So we've touched the book, we're touching Krishna. Bhagavad Kasvasha. We touch the book, the holy name. We give the book to someone, they touch Krishna. They have the opportunity to be transformed. Prabhupada said that on many, many occasions when the book distributes this put the book in somebody's hand. That's a great fortune for the people to touch the book. The incarnation of Krishna. The literary incarnation of Krishna. The sound incarnation of Krishna. The holy name of Krishna. The, the, the Bhagavata incarnation, the devotee incarnation of Krishna. So I just like to kick it off and, and share a few stories that I've heard or ex experienced myself or heard others of the power of the Holy Name and then hand it over to our august assembly here this morning. Nova Mahaprabhu One of my favorite stories, there are many you know, instance, occasions where Krishna prompts us and says, see, just, just see, we talked about serendipity at the start of the class. That serendipity is that it's when something very auspicious happens with, apparently by chance, but this is Krishna's arrangement, of course. When I first went to, in, in Auckland, when I when we first went there to teach in the school in Auckland, I was um, ordering some resources for the school. And so I was trying to explain to the courier where we were. The school's in the back of the property. I don't know if anybody's going to walk from here to the Auckland Hyrgyzian Temple, but at the back, you'll be there. At the back of the property is a school. And it's a big, beautiful 100 acre property. And at the back of the property, there's an estuary, beautiful river that, that flows through the back of the property. And there's a, a temple, a very large temple. It's a custom-built temple for for Radhika Gopin Thai and Jagannath. So I was trying to explain to it's a happy face. <laughs> I was trying to explain to the to the courier where we are, because 
they might not get, they might, they might drop the resources at the front, they might drop them to the temple, or if they drop them to the temple, who knows where they're going to finish up. So I tell them the school, trying to explain where the school is. So I said, you know, first of all, give them the big landmark. Like in India, say it's opposite the post office or the railway station or something. So I said, you know the, the Huapai Golf Course? We're next to the Huapai Golf Course. Down the back next to the Huapai Golf Course. So no, we don't have the Huapai Golf Course. And so I gave some other local landmarks that everybody knows, right? I said, this courier, he doesn't know anything. I'm just new to open, I know, I know these landmarks. So the courier said to me on the phone, is there anywhere near the Hare Krishna temple? <laughs> I said, yeah, it's right next to the Hare Krishna temple. You're in the right spot. So just go down the back and drop it off there. And we got our goods, we got our, our resources. So many, many people know the Hare Krishnas that we don't even know about, know the Hare Krishnas. And um, one time, at the end of my time in New Zealand, Teaching in Auckland, we, the Prime Minister of the country really didn't invite him. His, his secretary called the school one day and said, Is it alright if the Prime Minister comes to visit the school? He was in a local like, lecture in Warrenley District. His office was next to our school, like maybe five minutes' drive from the school. So when someone calls and says the Prime Minister wants to come to school, we said, Well, we thought we said, Well, we'll see if we can fit him in. The breaks. <laughs> Let's see if we can fit him in. And so they came with, you know, he came with his entourage, small entourage, humble kind of situation. Doesn't need any bodyguards. So he comes to the school with a few bodyguards, nice car, of course, Prime Minister's car. And uh, parks it in a dirty car park. You know, we have these car parks all boxed the ground is all unmade, not very nice. So he parks there and he walks over to the school hall. And we, we, told, we told the children that the Prime Minister is coming and he's an important man, right? So the five-year-old kid, what does the kid know? The Prime Minister is coming and he goes, what time is the Don't worry about the Prime Minister. So we're going to the hall. That's what usually they have Prasada in the hall. We're not going there for Prasada, we're going for the Prime Minister. Come, he's going to come, and when he comes, everybody will stand up to greet him for respect and say, Hare Krishna, Mr. John Key. Because I told us not to call him Prime Minister, we should call him by his name. His name is John Key. So we, we taught them, this is, you know, we did practice for the five-year-olds, six-year-olds. Hare Krishna, Mr. John Key. So they got it down. That was their mantra. Hare Krishna, Mr. John Key. Then the whole school, we had about 70 or 80, 100 students there. And he walked in with his bodyguards. You know, they're all mic'd up and, and they're talking something in their microphones. And John Key's in the middle. And you know, he took his shoes off, they're very respectful. Everything followed the whole idea of Krishna. And he walked down the middle of the hall, small hall. He walked in the middle of this hall, old weatherboard hall in Riverhead. And he walked in, and the children, there was a pathway for him. And everybody stood up on Key, on John Key. They, everybody stood up. And they said in unison, Hare Krishna, Mr. John Key. Right? So loudly they said like that. And he was stunned. You know, he wasn't, he didn't know what to expect when he first came into Hare Krishna school for start. And then he heard Hare Krishna really loud. Hare Krishna, Mr. John Key. And told the kid, you don't really pump it out. It's like, I've got to get this Hare Krishna pump it out. And so he stopped in his tracks halfway down and he said, 
Hare Krishna children. <laughs> because uh, this spontaneously said Hare Krishna to everybody understanding that that was our mode of, of grief. Like he would greet the Maori population, the indigenous, with, and, and he would greet them in, in with, with um, their greeting, Tero Maori, he would greet them. And so he understands the subtleties of greeting people. So he chanted Hare Krishna, the Prime Minister. And he had a nice visit and eventually temple and he got a cookbook and Bhagavad Gita, etc. And that, just as a side on the, the, the day after that, uh, the children, the about five-year-old kids in, in the prep school, they were writing about the event, you know, doing a, a recount, and they were writing the, the, when the Prime Minister came. And one of the girls wrote, um, Yesterday, Mr. Donkey, Donkey, Yesterday, Mr. Donkey came to our temple, came to our school. So that was the kids. No, no, not Donkey, Jonkey. <laughs> but we didn't tell you, we didn't send the, re the recounts to the office. Anyway, the, the Holy Name is very powerful and we have a lot of fun with the Holy Name, but it's whatever. In it, anyway, some get that body has we have that verse in this chapter. Whatever way we hear, we receive, we engage with and deliver the Holy Name, it carries potency. And that's the message that we're giving today. Anybody like to share some experience they had with chanting the Holy Name of the Lord at school or at work or at home or at the temple or at a festival? Yes, Lord. Take the mic, please. Thank you, Lord. So this is more I heard the experience of saying. Recently, I met uh, a couple in their house. Um, uh, they are like business people, they have some shop. So I went to give them some pressure. First time I went to their house. And uh, they said that a uh, few months back, then, not that he was in some situation like someone unwell back in India. And uh, she never had faith in anything. Like she. Previously, she doesn't have faith in anything. Father also brought up like in that way, so not religious or anything like that. But when she faced the channel, she thought, okay, you know, maybe I should do some uh, listening or some meditation or some bhajan or something. That's what they do, you know, when someone you know, listens something, classes something. So she just went into YouTube, typed uh, Hare Krishna uh, bhajans, and you know, randomly she just typed like. Uh, so in the first one it came the Mahamantra, some, some Iskwam devotees put there and she just listened to that and uh, at that time she felt very nice and she kept on had the practice like uh, every week or every opportunity she kept on listening and then later uh, she said that uh, she went and searched in uh, Facebook that she wanted to, uh, because she listened she wanted to donate something. So she went into Facebook and searched for a Hare Krishna, uh, you know, donation and things like that. And for granted, she didn't know about even temple yet. So then uh, she found the Vindam Hare Krishna where we doing free prasadam distribution last year during the COVID time. Maybe we were distributing. 
then she actually offered saying that you know, I like to contribute the boha like uh, rice because they have the short initial, so that's how they started. And uh, I just came to know now, like a few days ago, but that's how the Mahamantra actually helped, like you know, she picked up things from there and now she's, she's asking for books and very interested, both of them seem very interested to know. So then I found out how even that once they started listening that Mahamantra is now kind of helping them in many ways, it has come up in that Very nice. At the Linden is our western suburbs preaching and Guru is very much responsible for that book and helping out with that program. Anybody else like to share a Mahamantra story? Yes, Lord. Mahatana Yinagatara Sapanta. He's one of my great Mahatanas here. Thank you, Ramadhi. Uh, I've been visiting this Sri Vishnu temple in Karamu quite a lot because it's incredibly very close to my old shop. And when I went to the temple, and when the priest sees me, they put their hands up and say, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. And sometimes they have festivals. They take the deities house for circumvolution of the temple and they, they do ask me, please give some people of Hare Krishna temple to join us and, and join us. So at times, I'm not talking about today, but in few, but at times a lot of people of Hare Krishna temple also come with us and go around the temple and singing, dancing, chanting, which those people in the Sri Krishna temple enjoy it. Mm. They should love it. So whenever the festival, they will say, please, Awesome people, let them go around the temple, chant and dance with us. So, I mean, that's a good, positive thing coming to another temple. Very nice. The road is not people know us as the Hare Krishnas. And so, when they want someone to do some chanting, they say, get, get those Hare Krishna people in. They'll do the chanting for you. No worries. A lot of the rest of the days, there's a temple, a new temple opened up in Auckland, called the Ram Temple in Auckland. And they didn't have any pujaris, they said, let's get the Hare Krishnas to do the puja. Get the Hare Krishnas to do the Ravachana. Get the Hare Krishnas to do the Kirtan. Because they, they know that's what we do. We do puja, we do Kirtan, and we cook. So they, they know us by that, the Hare Krishnas. We have one for you. Yeah, once I was um, in Chennai, South India, and I'm not familiar with the city I was visiting. From A to B, and I got the wrong bus. Someone said, Yeah, get this bus, and I bought the bus. And in the middle, they told me, No, this bus doesn't go there, so I have to get out. I didn't know where I was, and we were there. And next to me, there was a tree, and the tree had really fat ants on it. And I had to brush that off, and one of the ants got on me. And next minute, there was pain on my finger, and I saw that it's a big ant, like. The front of it is like a small pea head, and the back is also like one of those ants, and it beat me. And it was so painful. The poison was so painful, I just started to cry. And I thought, oh, Krishna, I began to chant Hare Krishna, and I thought, I couldn't feel any pain. I thought, is, is there no pain? And I just looked at it after a minute of looking at it and not chanting, the pain was back. I thought, no, you're not. Because the pain was so intense that 
tell we have to change every day. How do you explain? It's painful. The material world is a painful situation. We've been bitten by the material energy non-stop from the time we're in the moon. But we, we think we, we make adjustments and it's not so bad. We just put some point in the time. But actually, we need to take that Oshadi energy, Oshadi mind, to cure the disease. Once I was distributing books in there. Yeah, take that mic so I just can hear. Once I was distributing books, higher test. And to, in Sydney, there was a fair. Normally, when they have a fair, so we, I used to go. So, one day I was distributing, and when I distributed book, I was show it. Just I don't speak much, I just show it. So, one a lady called me, and they told me this, um, you know, this, um, my husband is a surgeon, and I'm also in medical profession. In 1970s, uh, when this, um, around 70s, when uh, Prabhupada came at that point of time, they had given them this book, uh, this, um, uh, this higher test. And then, from reading that book, they came to know about the Hare Krishna, and they have become vegetarian, and still they are vegetarian, and the whole family has become vegetarian. And they offered the prasadam like that. So it was uh, amazing. <laughs> so the potency of Prabhupada's books and potency of. And they still hold the book, old books, the 70s, they call the book. So I thought, okay, this is the new version, they check, okay, this is the same, the content is the same, everything. Did they take the new book? New books, sorry. Yes, they have the new books. Probably got the same messages. Anyone else? Any experiences of powerful experiences of the holy name of the Lord, or not so powerful? Fun experiences, joyful experiences. How about some of the kids? Sigurd, have you have you had any experiences of chanting? How many rounds a day do you chant? Sixteen rounds. Can you give a mic to the audience? Can you give her the mic? Now, for how old are you? Ten. Ten. For a ten-year-old to be chanting sixteen rounds a day and going to school and and enrolled in Bhakti learning and doing come to Bhagavad class practically every day of the year and Mongolati, you must have something to share with us. How do you get 16 rounds done? Because sometimes I come early to Mangalati, so I just check some of the rounds before the curtain is open. And then I go home and then I check my remaining rounds. And how are those rounds before the curtain opens? How do you feel with those rounds? Um, I feel good with them. Mm. What are your best rounds in the day? Before the Mongolati or after Mongolati or at night time, late at night, after homework. They're all good for you. <laughs> all the rounds are good for her. It's amazing. Did, and do you join that group online? There's an online group with 
How can people of this Kali Yuga can be can rid themselves from the contamination of the sage of Kali? So and uh, what are different ages, the uh, characteristics of different ages and all? And very nicely, Sukadeva Swami that was the answer to that saying that uh, the four yugas how they get degraded and at the very end he concludes saying that. Uh, Yeah. 